time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Review. Hello and welcome to another Red Review. I am Alan Davidson, joined as always by Dave Galloway and this week by Walker McCall. And finally, Dave, there's some good news. Three points for the Dons this weekend. Yes, it was uh, probably enough to make your eyes bleed if you were unfortunate to be watching it. But hey, a win's a win. Yeah, Walker, not pretty, but it doesn't really matter, does it? It's just it's three, it's about three points at this point. Yes, yeah, so the way the way the game's been going so far, and as Derek said earlier on as well, uh, it's a stage where we're actually needing the points, regardless of the performance. All right, everybody likes to put on a good performance, get the fans really happy, whatever. But I'm sure if you even spoke to the fans, going down to Levy, which is a hard place to go, and come back with three points and be pleased. Yeah, Dave, let me say it's Levy, since they came up, have been pretty impressive at home. Three points, that was all we could really ask for. A few injuries, but still, those Dons fans on Twitter not happy. Yes, uh, and, and I did. Um, I, I dipped into the the commentary uh, on the, on the radio. I, I was elsewhere uh, at the weekend, and at one stage, despite the fact Aberdeen were winning one nil at the time, there were Aberdeen fans uh, booing their own team, which no, nobody likes to to see. But I, you can, you know, without being abusive about it, you can you can understand the frustration of fans and, and indeed the Aberdeen players that, you know, the performance just wasn't good enough. Um, the result was, though, and I guess that is all that uh, matters. I, I, I will come to this in a short while, though. I, I do think Aberdeen will really need to up their game against Hearts on Wednesday. But like you say, Livingston, very tough uh, team to beat. I saw them away from home a few weeks ago, ripping uh, Ross County apart, winning 4-1, and they played some quite magnificent football that day. I don't think <laughs> the weekend was ever on that pitch going to be magnificent football, but you know Aberdeen just got on with it. It wasn't good at all. It wasn't a good performance, but Derek McInnes, one of his fam- favourite stock phrases is finding a way to win a match, and that's what we duly did. No, that's it, Walker. And like we were saying just before we came on uh, air, poor start to the season, but it's been such a kind of topsy-turvy league so far. It definitely has. Still, still, still sitting third. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We're, we've not really played really well, uh, and as you say, we're sitting third in the league. Uh, you could you could look at the other way. You could go out there and play really good football uh, and come away with nothing. And I'm sure most people are wanting the points. The perform- I think the performances will come because the players we've got there in the team and then we've got injuries. We've not really had probably a balanced team probably since the start of the season. Uh, but I think that will come. And as I say, a very important week with the, the Cup came down in Edinburgh against Hearts and then Rangers at Ibrox as well. No, that's it. A, a few injuries, Dave. And another worry, I think, when I saw the team lines coming up on Saturday was Sam Cosgrove only fit for the bench. <laughs> Yeah, do you know something? When I heard the team lines coming through, I, I to be honest, I, I can't understand why Maine was starting up front, and you know, yet again, Wilson 
on the bench was Wilson not fit does the does the manager just just not fancy him as is Maine doing something in training that you know that we're not aware about that somehow catapults him to the the front of the the queue when when Cosgrove is not available? I, I think you know that's a, a very uh, relevant um, and balanced question that you know should be asked of Derek McInnes. Yeah, well that's it, Walker. I mean, it, at the moment and especially if Sam Cosgrove doesn't score, Aberdeen don't tend to score. It's a it's a real worry. We're kind of so heavily reliant on him. Well, looking into that as well, because I've said for a few weeks, we had a young Bruce Anderson a few weeks ago, scored two hat-tricks in a week. We had Conor McLennan went away with the Scotland Clone Creation, scored two. Now, when you're a young lad and you're getting this kind of results and whatever, you're you're in a high. And I felt like with Conor McLennan especially scoring the, the two in Croatia for Scotland, coming back and all, all the hype about it in the, the papers... Uh, going in against Ross County I think it was an ideal opportunity to start him that day and as Dave has been saying as well can we go and sign James Wilson back when there were a lot of championship clubs interested in taking him as well and the lads decided he wanted to come back up here but we hadn't really started him so I would ask the questions as well Can do do we fancy him as a player or not but I think it's an area of the part where we have got a bit of strength with, with the youngsters as well and You've got Maine and you've also got James Wilson and Bruce Anderson and Conor McLennan. So if Sam, I think, I think the thing with Sam there, it was just precautionary, just because he might have a slight uh, twinge maybe in the hamstring or something. So they weren't wanting to take any chances with an important week coming up with two big games. Yeah, that's it. And it may have been, Dave, an issue that we've spoken about on this show loads and I feel like we do nothing, but it was another plastic pitch. And... It maybe has got to the point where Derek's team selection is being dictated by the surface, and surely that's not a good thing for Scottish football. No, absolutely. I mean, plastic pitches are not a good thing for Scottish football. They're absolutely fine for training on, great for training on, but not for playing top-flight matches. And the sooner they they get rid of them, the better. But I can't see that happening um, any any time soon. J- just looking at you know. Derek's attacking options. I, I I would absolutely love to see uh, young Anderson get um, a starting place up front, um, whether it's with Cosgrove or whatever. Yeah, Cosgrove and Anderson, the little and large combination, if you like. I I think that would work uh, very well. And and you know only only Derek McInnes knows why he's he's not doing that. You know why why is he not playing Anderson up front after he's you know shown you know what he can do when it, when he's given the chance. No, well, Anderson not involved yesterday with the reserves, so clearly in contention for Wednesday night. Would you expect to see him, Walker? You'd, you'd think so. When you, Ken, when he's not playing in the, the reserves, as you say yesterday, uh, it's obviously things that the manager's looking at because I've, I've seen him a few times and I just think he's a natural goal scorer. Uh, he's, as soon as he's in that penalty around about that area, he just seems to come alive and seen some of his goals eh, from the hat tricks he got they were all different types of goals so eh, he is a proven goal scorer and uh, you only when you've got youngsters like that who's shown the commitment and getting in amongst the goals you can only keep them in the sideline so long because they'll be biting it a bit to get on and I think you need to play them then when they're, when they're that way inclined because they're just desperate and then the hunger will go to them and then you'll just probably lose them no, well, like Walker says, Dave, some youngsters coming through, and one that has to be mentioned 
is young Connor Barron pulled out of the Scotland under 18 setup and was on the bench for Saturday's win at Livy. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's great to see the AFC production line, you know, bearing fruit, you know, Neil Simpson and co um, that are in charge of bringing the youngsters through. I think they do an absolutely uh, magnificent job. And it, yeah, it would be great if young Connor could get a chance to show what he could do. Um, hopefully, he said, with red and white tinted specs on you know, with Aberdeen three 0 up at Tynecastle, um, you know he'll he'll get a chance to maybe come on as a substitute and and score a fourth. Uh, and then I woke up. <laughs> 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 Always the optimist, Dave. <laughs> well, that, that's what happens when you when when you work around certain people. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, if we have a look elsewhere around the league and at the predictor this weekend, Dave, how did we get on? Well, uh, let's start with uh, Motherwell Ross County. Uh, 2-1 to County. That's uh, an exact reverse of what I put. I put uh, 2-1 to Motherwell. Walker went for uh, for 1-1 in that game. No. Um, St Mirren Hamilton. Do, do you want to go through them individually? Yeah, let's, or? let's go through yeah. them individually. Okay. Uh, Motherwell Ross County firstly then. No, one I didn't see coming, if I'm honest, Walker. Ross County done well since they've come up but Motherwell really impressed me this season so far actually Motherwell's done really well but Ross County can be a really stuffy team if they get going because the other big there at Pataudry as I say we beat them 3 nothing. but can you Billy Mackay missing a penalty then the other lad hit the post as well so it can be a lot closer and they're, they're going to be stuffy they'll just make it hard for you and they'll just grind away and get the odd result here and there oh, I think they will be safe this season Dave do you agree? Yes, uh, County um, very well organised. Uh, two good co-managers. I think I think they're in they're in very good hands. So if Ross County, I don't expect them to be in relegation trouble. So that puts if they're going to be safe, that certainly puts the the pressure on certain other teams. I think it'll be fascinating to see uh, who is uh, bottom of the table come the end of the uh, season. Uh, St Mirren Hamilton is our next game. That was a, a nil-nil. Sounds like a, a a bit of a yawn fest, if I'm being honest. I, I went for 1-0. Hamilton Walker went for uh, 1-0 to the Saints, but uh, nay goals, nay entertainment by the sound of no, things. Well, I had 1-1 in this one. I think it always had draw written all over it, but you can't predict a nil-nil, can you? <laughs> mm, definitely not. You, you just sound a bit dull. But again, St Mirren... Under Jim Goodwin, solid at the back, and that might be enough just to keep them up this season, Walker. I think I think you'll find out with St Murn as well, uh, because they're solid at the back. In the course of a game, you're always going to get one or two chances, and they're capable of taking that chance and just holding on for a one-nil result. And I think that's what will happen with their season. Really, I think they'll ground out the result here and there and get a few points on the board. Yep, and on to. Sunday's games well quickly Dave how did we get on Dons Any, anyone, the Dons anyone uh, back on I think we all, well, we all of, must of, have gone for a win of, did we <laughs> of course 2-0 no. Aberdeen uh, well Walker went for 1-1 for one, one. Walker was sitting on the fence I went for 2-1 for Aberdeen so uh, uh, at least at least I got that one right as we've established really poor performance but three points so so that's all that matters it, you know if we'd been sitting here uh, going, oh, magnificent performance from Aberdeen. They hit the woodwork four times. They had two shots cleared cleared off the line. They had three goals disallowed, but they still got beaten, you know, 
You know, what What would you rather have, folks? Yeah. Good question, eh? Definitely. That's, some people are never happy, Dave. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, listen, the, fa- the fans... The fans who are aggrieved on Twitter, they've got every right to be aggrieved at a, a substandard performance, which which clearly by all accounts it was. But, you know, some folk just need to learn how to be constructive with their criticism and, you know, not uh, call for McInnes's head on a plate and stuff like that. That's, that, that's not going to get you anywhere. That's it, Walker. I think we have unfortunately become accustomed to substandard performances so far this season. But... Some of those have come with dropped points. I think when you get the job done, move on. Yeah, well, more so the other week there with the St. Johnson game. Uh, can we get a 1-1 draw and dropping? I feel that's a game where you're, you're definitely dropping points. When you look at Rangers, they go and beat them for nothing comfortably. So, but as Dave was saying as well, you've got to uh, just watch what you're wishing for. Can people saying that can McKinnon's enough, his team is as far as he can go? Uh, I, I don't think so I think there's more to come and you've just got to watch what you wish for because at the end of the day who, who are you going to get alright there will be people out there but I can't really see any people as good as what we've got just now with him in the dock no well here, here we go just we we posed this I think on the first show of the season Let's just go mm-hmm. back to this one and I did throw it out there that McInnes possibly has taken us as far as he can but that's not necessarily a dig at Derek that may be is this where we are as a club? That we're sitting third in the league, we're 90 minutes away from another trip to Hamden, and that third round of the Europa League, as we spoke about again before we came on air, mm. you're finding sides like uh, Rijeka, Real Sociedad. Um, if we got through there, it was Ghent. I mean, the Dons are going to have to do something special to get one of those. Are some Dons fans just not accepting actually where we are as a club? I probably agree with you there. I, I don't think they are accepting us. I, I think there some some of them are still looking back in the past and that. And because we're in Europe, we should be doing a lot better. But they're not realising the standard of some of the clubs that we're actually playing against there. And regarding uh, moving forward with Derek and that, I think once the new facilities and everything open out at uh, Kingsford and that, I think you'll reap the rewards because at the end of the day, we've not got the money to compete with Rangers or Celtic. Uh, Hearts is let's say spending some money but look at where they're sitting Hibs is spending money look where they're sitting so I think we've got to be no happy at where we are but at least putting in a bit of challenge and I think we will do that I said it's a long season uh, we're getting a wee bit at the moment the injuries and it seems to be in certain areas in central defence where we're losing out in a wee bit so we're not really getting a settled team and we're shuffling people around just to get a team in the park and get results and as I say that result in Saturday down at Livingston grinding it out I think will put us uh, a bit better in a better place going into this week and if we go down to Town Castle on Wednesday night and get the result move into the semi-final a lot of this nonsense that we're getting just now I think will be put to the side yes, you, you do yeah. kind of hope that wins a turning point Dave yes uh, I, I think I absolutely I couldn't agree more Alan I, I think the Wednesday night game at Tynecastle, it's its almost going to be like a, a cup final before a final. I think it's so, so important for Aberdeen's season that Aberdeen get a victory. If they do, then that's really going to fire the side up. It's going to make it 
two wins in a row and it's really going to have them in fine fettle going to Ibrox. If Aberdeen get dumped out, then there will be a fair bit of doom and gloom and understandably so. And I think that would put, if Aberdeen lose, that would put... Derek McInnes perhaps under pressure, probably under pressure for the you know for the first time since he took over at Pitodri. But I wholeheartedly agree with what Walker said just a moment ago. There, uh, people that want McInnes out, you know, be very very careful indeed what you wish for. But um, I'm confident that Aberdeen will go to Tynecastle and win, um, and I, I think it'll be a narrow one. It might not be pretty. It might be a bit like against Livingston, but you know, if, if we book a place in the in the cup semi final, who cares really? No, exactly. And that brings us smoothly on to Wednesday night's opponents. 2-1 win at Hibs coming back from behind, Walker. Yeah, I think in that game, I think I picked Hibs to win. I thought Hibs were just in slightly a better position than what Hearts were at the moment. But you never know in derbies, it can just go anyway. And watching the highlights on the TV, the Hearts had a few chances and tamed them and got the result out of it. Well, that's it, Dave. And yeah. I think probably, probably kept their manager in a job. I I would say that is um, a very valid point indeed, because I think Craig Levine's coat was on a, a pretty sugarly peg until that that late turnaround by Hearts. But you've got to give Levine credit for making the the tactical changes that he made, and it, and it absolutely came up trumps. I mean, I I went for one nil. To Hibs, uh, Walker went for 2-1 Hibs. It was, of course, uh, 2-1 Hearts. And, you know, that's perhaps a bad result for the Dons because it will mean that we'll be facing a Hearts team that's not, you know, with their chins on the floor and with a confidence at a very low ebb. They'll be, you know, nothing will fire Hearts up like a victory over Hibs. So I think it'll be a very, very tough game on Wednesday. No, I think that Holberg miss, I think it was Holberg miss at 1-0 yes. Hibs. No composure. Really, really was the the turning point in that game. I think if that goes in, it's a very different outcome. That, if that goes in, Alan, the game's finished, really. Mm. Uh, because Hibs would just have sat in then and held the area and then looking for Hearts to come at them. And the minute Hearts start going to hit them in the counter attack, possibly and get a third one. But as I say, if you don't take your chances, that, that you can come back and bite you. Absolutely. And that, yeah. So moving on, Dave, to the. Glasgow clubs Rangers We've touched yep. on already 4-0 away to St Johnston No sign of a Euro hangover For Stephen Gerrard's side No pretty clinical And, and ominously Stephen Gerrard said After the game That uh, he thought His side were a bit Off the pace In the first half Certainly it was a, a Superb second half performance So if that's Rangers Going to a place Like St Johnston Winning 4-0 uh, Without uh, you know Playing consistently well Over the whole 90 minutes Then you know, that should be a, a, a warning to um, the other teams in the league, quite frankly. 4-0, and it could easily have uh, been more. Uh, I went for 3-1 Rangers. Walker went for uh, 2-0 Rangers, but a, a very good day's work, ultimately, uh, for Gerard's side. And look at St. Johnson, uh, bottom of the league now. Yeah, and speaking of managers under pressure, surely, Walker, Tommy Wright's got to be one of those I definitely, no wins in six league games this season. Yeah, definitely will be. As I say, I, I think he's a really good manager, but as I say, it's just just the way things come around and that, and mm. teams no blending and whatever. Because uh, and then you the the issue with the the uh, Foster and him having the argument, you just don't know how much that upset the dressing room and. 
can you've also you've got players in the dressing room who are pally with each other so you don't know if there are players there who was pally with Foster and didn't want him to go and whatever so you just don't know what's what's there but I, I think it's going to be a hard season for St Johnson really yeah. uh, you can see them the other week there as well and Aberdeen should have beaten them the other week as well but that was where we lost a few points yeah, yeah. Just on the subject of uh, Tommy Wright, um, I I'll, I'll mention this anyway. Uh, edit it out if you think we shouldn't have it in. But talking about Tommy Wright, um, I am told that uh, he threw a Radio Clyde reporter, our sister station Radio Clyde. He threw uh, a Radio Clyde reporter out of the post-match presser. Uh, wouldn't grant her access to his uh, words of wisdom. Reason being. Reason being, the um, the incident that he had with uh, Richard Foster, of course, Richard married to Amy MacDonald, um, our uh, broadcasting colleague Ewan Cameron, uh, publicly on air, I believe, supported Amy MacDonald, and that was the reason why our reporting colleague got thrown out of uh, the McDermott Park press room by, by Tommy Wright. You can make of that what you will. <laughs> no, I think he... How to make friends and influence people by Tommy Wright. <laughs> Bestseller, Dave. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But I, th- I think, um, I haven't heard, apart from there were some comments made by Amy MacDonald, I think, to the BBC around the incident, but we won't go mm-hmm. any further with that. No. Because we, <laughs> no, but they won't get in trouble for it, but we might. Tommy Wright is a very good manager, I'll say that publicly. No, but I think, like, like we say, got got to be under pressure, I think, and falling out with senior players. It's not like Richard Foster is a... <laughs> As a, as a young kid who said something yeah. at a line, oh. he's a very experienced pro. Oh, falling, out with senior, falling out with senior players and senior reporters as well. Like you say, Alan, how to make friends and influence people. <sighs> right, move, move, <laughs> moving on. Moving <laughs> along, move, move along. Yeah. Celtic now, quick. Celtic. <laughs> Celtic 3-1 at home to Kilmarnock. Fairly convincing, fairly straightforward. Yes, and by all accounts, that could have been a lot more. Uh, Neil Lennon uh, waxing lyrical about his side's uh, performance. Kilmarnock did very little of note in an attacking sense, apart from scoring to take the lead. It was a very good goal as well, it has to be said, but very comfortable. Cruising uh, 3-1, going on 6-1 victory, um, going by all accounts for for Celtic. I'd gone for 3-0, Walker had gone for 2-1 to the hoops. No. Walker, like we say, that's both Scottish participants in Europe come back convincingly, which is not something we've been able to say for a while. No, as as I say, but like, with both clubs, can you're you're looking at Rangers, can like at half time still sitting at nothing each, and people are thinking, oh, they're feeling it because of the the game on the Thursday night, but then they come out in the second half and score four, eh, and that could have been going on six. Really looking at some of the highlights. And then Celtic, exactly the same. They come out and they just keep doing the same thing, just keep playing the ball and movement and creating spaces. Then when the chances come, eh, they definitely punish you. And I think a big plus this year for them really has been Ryan Christie. I think he's did exceptionally well. Used to think how close we were to getting him, Dave. Yeah. Oh, what a great piece of business that would have been. I mean, you could, you know, Derek McInnes um, was bending over backwards to try and get him on board, but couldn't quite get that one over the line. But uh, with hindsight, what a what a great shame that was because he's he's a terrific player. What a talent. Yeah. And I think it shows this season actually. Celtic now have some real strength and depth in that side oh, to go and, de- to go and compete on all fronts. I think it was. Um, 
in the pre-match build-up on Wednesday night, on Thursday night, sorry, before the Europa League tie, somebody ran through a second eleven that weren't starting for Celtic that would give most teams in Scotland a pretty good run. When you've got the likes of kind of Hayes, Rogic, Griffiths not even involved, Dave. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a it's an expression that's been said. On very many occasions over the years, it's it's not a level playing field now. Back in the day, back back when you were a player for the Dons, uh, Walker, um, and your your two spells with with Aberdeen, it was it was a much more level playing field. You could compete with the old firm a lot better in those days, couldn't you? Oh yes, we we, we competed with the old firm really well. But in that, in those days as well, though, when you looked at look looked at our own squad, Aberdeen, they had a squad there. I remember there was an instance where. Uh, Aberdeen were due to play Dundee United and they were playing a practice match and of course uh, Sir Alec was looking after the first team and Archie was looking after the reserves and they would pick their team and I was picked in the reserve team to be like David Dodds and Eric Black was my teammate to be Paul Sturrock Doogie Bell would go play on the left to be Eamon Bannon and this is the way they set it up because knowing the game it was coming uh, on the Saturday and about 20 minutes into the game we were up about 4-0 uh, against the first team and next thing Sir Alec just stopped the game and says right uh, we're going back the first team's going back and then he just says to Archie I want him to get plenty of running <laughs> so I don't know if it was just having a dig because we were beating his team <laughs> well, what a great what a great character um, he, he was you, you must have uh, experienced some uh, memorable moments um, good and bad uh, under under Sir Alex oh, it, was, it was a great time to they, 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 you've got Sir Alex there can, with that but Archie Archie was a big part of it as well because in the afternoons he would invite uh, the, well, the youngsters had to go back in the afternoon it was kind of like part and parcel of the job to learn their trade but the amount of first team players I think it got to one point, Dave, when they actually had says to Johnny McMaster, if you're in this afternoon, you're getting fined. Because he was coming in all the time and just working away and doing stuff. <laughs> but it was just a great place to be at that time. Yeah. And did did you ever uh, experience uh, firsthand the, the famous hairdryer from, from Fergie? Well, I think it wasn't the hairdryer then, but I think we've all experienced it somewhere along the line. I'm not going any further, Dave. <laughs> oh, go on, go on, go on. Um, what, what, about, what about dressing room characters? You must have played with some great characters at Pitaudry, uh through through the years, and you know, two two spells at Pitaudry, uh in the seventies and in the eighties. Well, my first spell at Aberdeen, the, the characters you had there was like I always remember, like David Robo was stuck in my head for the simple reason you'd come in at half time. And you're sitting, kind of learning what's going to happen in the second half. And there, Davy's in, and he's got a cigarette out, having a puff in the dressing room. And can you're kind of looking and saying, should that be happening? But it never ever hindered Davy Rob's performance on the park. Uh, so that was that was like in the early days. But later on, the characters in the dressing room then kind of like uh, Neely Cooper, God rest him, and uh, Doug Rugby, uh, Big Alec, Wee Gordon, Kenny Stuart Kennedy. Can, there, were, there were that many characters in that dressing room at that time eh, they can taking the mickey and whatever are playing pranks etc and then <laughs> that big big doogie just just got wound up just for the minute the, the game was due to start as he noticed against like Rangers or Celtic when doing his warm ups etc right in front mm. of all the supporters 
Yeah, I remember Big Doogie uh, many times as a young Aberdeen fan. I remember him, uh, like at Parkhead, for instance, he would go and warm up uh, right in front of the jungle. And yeah. he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Oh, yes, that was as we are getting psyched up and getting ready for the battle ahead. <laughs> you, you, you've spoken about some uh, dressing room pranks. What what would uh, stick out in your mind? Have you got any, any personal favourites? Well, there was one instance where we were all out training and uh, young Neil Cooper... Uh, was getting treatment in the dressing room. So when we were away out training, Neil had noticed that uh, Drew had this red and white check shirt. So Neil decided to get a, a small table and use Drew's shirt as a tablecloth and set it out with a plate and a knife and fork and cup and saucer. So when we come back in, <laughs> Drew had got his shower and was getting ready to... But he couldn't find his shirt And of course A lot of us had noticed it And we were laughing away There was Drew's shirt On the table As a tra- the tablecloth <laughs> Oh Tatty Aye. Oh what a guy oh, Love, lo- Lovely guy yeah. Lovely guy Amazing Yeah. <laughs> what would be your favourite Memory from your time With the Dons Walker My favourite memory Would be The game at Celtic Park When we beat them 2-0 And I scored to both goals uh, uh, It was a game An important game For the club at the time And the Friday Afternoon, uh, Wally Muller was up, was already suspended and had to miss the game. Uh, but on the Friday afternoon, Stuart Kennedy got an eye injury. They were playing a game in the in the gym, and the way the ball come up, it hit Stuart in the eye. So Stuart was ruled out. So we're going down to Celtic Park without uh, Stuart Kennedy and Wally Muller on your team. You're saying this is going to be a job. So uh, Sir Alec picked his team, what he was going to do. And, he played nearly Cooper at the back with Big Alec and he brought in Andy Dornan in at right back to play there and as I say we went down there and we ended up winning the game 2 nothing in that so it was, was a, a terrific result in that for us was it, Am I right in saying Walker that was the the game after the first leg of the Liverpool match? He, it might have, it might have been, yeah, or or even the second. Like it was after one of the Liverpool games, so it was um, off, sure off it, a I'm defeat. Sure it was, yeah. It was off a off a European defeat, so that showed you the the character that uh, Sir Alex had instilled in the dressing room. Oh yeah, he, he always says that, can he always made maintained in that when we were going down to Glasgow that we weren't we weren't going to be inferior, and he says when we start getting off that bus and getting in that. The, the changing room hint towards the changing rooms he says get the chest stuck out because at Celtic Park in particular when you went there he says they used to have a habit of lining up the Lisbon lines just as the, the away team was arriving and of course because of what they'd done you were an awesome thing but Sir Alex said no we're not taking that you just march past them get the chest stuck out and just show them that we're not going to be intimidated with anyway Oh, incredible Dave What we'd give For a 2 not win Down at Celtic Park These days <sighs> Seems like Such a long time ago I, I mean You know I, I can remember a, a good few hidings At uh, at Parkhead But um, You know Hopefully Hopefully Some some more wins Will be on the board soon Well see Dave I'm of the age Where all I know Is hidings at Celtic Park Yes Yes uh, Was it not after One of the The hidings That uh, Ebby Skodal Said uh, the operation Was a success But the the patient died? I, th- I think it might have been, Dave. <laughs> Thanks for that. Bring, bringing back childhood trauma. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Red Army. Didn't mean that. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. No, well, <laughs> just before we wrap this up then, boys, we have, yep. we have touched slightly on Wednesday night's trip to Tynecastle. Predictions. No points for this one, unless I get it spot on, then I'll argue with Mr. Shiny. But 
What are we thinking, Dave? <laughs> um, I think both sides will score, but I fancy Aberdeen just to win 2-1. I think it could go to extra time, though. Okay. I'm going for one now. Just as long as just as long as we get through into the semi-final. One 0 two one. I'll go with Dave's two one, but like you, Dave, I can see extra time and as the chairman would put it, penalties. <laughs> and lots of squeaky bum moments. Yes, and what do we think, Dave? Will that be the end for Mr. Levine? Uh I think it I think it may well be. I, I, I think um uh, a victory over Hibs has, has bought him some time but I think getting turfed out of the cup and the, the, the pressure might just be too much despite what Anne Budge has, has been saying you know these things can very quickly change the famous vote of confidence is often followed by the, the tin tack isn't it? No, I did spot um, a story in the papers last week Walker, I don't know if you spotted this um, that agents had been contacting Craig Levine in his role as director of football with CVs for potential replacements for the manager. I've never, I've never <laughs> seen that, but that's unbelievable. <laughs> Unreal. That's amazing. Yeah. But turns out Craig Levine thinks Craig Levine's doing a brilliant job, so there we go. Nothing surprises you in Scottish football. No. But no, Walker, thank you so much for joining us this week. No, it's been week. a pleasure. It's been great fun. Dave, you and me will be back next week with another red review. We then. shall be And hey There's there's a lot of uh, Water to go under the bridge Before then There's there's Hearts away and, and Rangers away as well Alan can I give a wee plug Just before we go The, the ex-players I've got a Quiz day on Sunday Out at the Newmarker Inn There's like a question of sport So it's myself Neil Simpson Joe Harper And Drew Jarvie So And it's fun Some of the funds For like Newmarker United so if any of the supporters are listening would like to come along yeah, it'd be great to see you so is that sounds amazing tickets on the door or yeah I think, it, I think it's tickets can be paying the door and get tickets there and I think there's a meal included as well Excellent. and Stevie Tosh is the quiz master so that'll be good getting a word in there <laughs> oh, hey good luck there good luck there if, 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 if Stevie's the, the the man in charge good luck everyone <laughs> that, that sounds like good fun Dave and we're going to speak up along with that. But until next week, Dave, that's been it for another Red Review. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk dance. North Zone 1, Red Review.